Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Charlotte Knights. Now, I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening today. Now, today, we're going to be mixing up a little bit. I'm going to be talking about the New York Giants 2023 schedule, and I'll do a few predictions to go along with their schedule. Um, and I'm going to talk about the New York Yankees. They're showing some fight, playing through some silliness, and we'll give a little update on the Yankees. Let's go ahead and get started. So today we're going to kick it off with the New York Giants. The Giants schedule was released, and I'm going to go through it and give you a few predictions. Um, But I want to talk about a few odds and ends first before we go ahead and get to the 2023 schedule for the New York Giants. So let's do that. Um, Let's see. Saquon Barkley is annoying. Uh, At this point, I wish the Giants had traded him or maybe released him and drafted a different running back higher up or something. Who knows? But... um, Barkley does not deserve $10 million a year, um, never mind more than that, which is what he's barking about now, but whatever. Um, other odds and ends. Daniel Jones needs to show this year that he can be a really good quarterback. Now, I have my doubts, right, and he had a very good year last year, all right? We have a new offensive system, new quarterbacks coach, new offensive coordinator, new head coach. We're going to see. Now, Jones this year has a few more targets, certainly, certainly, right? Um, we have a new tight end in, in Waller, as well as a rookie, you know, wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, who's got all kinds of speed, right? As well as we're going to have returning now Wandell Robinson. If you might remember, he was the second round pick in last year's draft, 2022, but he barely played after he got hurt. So we have some more receivers coming back for Daniel Jones to hit some better targets, uh, a tight end, and I like last year's tight end, the rookie Bellinger, too. So I think we have two good tight ends as well as a few receivers. Certainly, our wide receiving core is, again, lesser than most other teams, but it's definitely improved from last year. Um, as regards to Daniel Jones, I think it's time to, you know, stop making excuses. I think the time for making excuses for Daniel Jones is about up, especially if our offensive line can improve a bit more. Now, that remains to be seen, but... If the O-line can pick it up a bit more with this receiving crew, if I see Jones continue to be inaccurate, um, I'll be at the end of my line with him, I think. Other quick odds and ends. Uh, The pass rush, I think, really needs to improve. We'll see if we can get any better this year. Uh, We added a bit when it comes to the defense with um, the draft and with free agency. We did also add a linebacker, uh, you might remember, Indianapolis Colts linebacker, Bobby, I think it's Okariki or something. I don't know. Um, He's supposedly really good, but, you know, that's one good linebacker. We need like 10 more. So we're just terrible, our linebackers, you know, and it's really a shame because, you know, those of us that might be older or remember the Giants of yesteryear, that's what they were known for, right? The Giants linebackers was like, you know, Wisconsin's offensive line or, you know, the thing that, you know, if you pick a team and you pick a position, that's what the Giants and their linebackers, right? Year after year after year forever. They had, you know, 80s and the 90s, the absolute cream of the crop of best, you know, and now it's, you know, there's no more Harry Carsons or Lawrence Taylors or Carl Banks. You know, we don't have any more of them. It's, it's you know, now we're dealing with complete no name. So hopefully... You know, we'll see if uh, the defense holds up. And we got to see how the secondary holds up. Okay. Um, so, done with the odds and ends. Let's go ahead and get to <coughs> the meat of this Giants section of the podcast. And that's the New York Giants 2023 schedule. Now, it's a tough schedule, for sure. Um, you win more games, you get tougher schedules. But, boy, oh, boy, did they really do a number on the Giants this year. 
Um, the Giants have seven road games out of the first 11 games. So in the first 11, they play seven on the road. And also the group, like back-to-back, as in two in a row, and then a few more weeks later, two more in a row on the road, and then a few weeks after that, three more in a row. So seven road games like that, all before Thanksgiving. It's going to be tough. Seven out of the first 11. Um, expectations also seem sort of unreasonably high, I think, for the Giants this year, right? Um, you know, you have one good year, and, you know, maybe I think people are going to get their expectations a little bit high. I think people need to temper their expectations, hopefully so. you got to remember this team is about, what, a season and a half removed from a friggin' awful team with awful management and awful coaches and awful players. We certainly got better last year. One good year is, is great. I loved Washington Giants last year. But the team probably needs a little more time together. I, I think people need to temper their expectations, particularly with the harder schedule this year. And we're going to have to see, you know, how that plays out. Uh, harder schedule, higher expectations. We'll see how it goes. So let's get to the schedule. All right. So week one, Giants at home against the Cowboys. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So we're going to have to see. This might be a harbinger of things to come. All right. I think if the Giants win this game, they might have a decent year. I think if they lose this game, it might be a telltale sign for the Giants. We're going to see. This is a home game. We had all kinds of trouble winning against the Cowboys and against the Eagles over the last couple of years. So we're going to see. Um, Giants, Cowboys, I'm going to give the Giants a win. I think it's time that we finally... um, Beat this team. I don't think Dak Prescott is all that good. I think he's, you know, kind of overrated. Um, I think it's time that the Giants beat the Cowboys. So I'm going to say the Giants win that game. We two, the Giants are playing away at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray is out. He had an ACL injury last year. I don't know if he's going to be back for the, this early in the season. We're going to have to see. Um I'm going to give them a win at this game, too. I want to predict they're actually going to start 2-0. We're going to say, uh, those of you that know me know I'm not a general optimist. So uh, I'm going to give them these two games. But, uh, you know, don't get too excited because here come some other games. Week three, the Giants are at San Francisco. Absolute loss. And San Francisco's defense is tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. We have not improved nearly enough on offense, in my mind, to kind of move the ball with any kind of consistency against the 49ers. So I'm going to definitely say San Francisco will be a loss. Week four, we're back home against the Seahawks. We, we lost to the Seahawks last year on the road. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to say a loss here. I got to, got to be honest with you. Um, we should beat the Seahawks team. I think we really should. I just, in my mind, I think we're going to lose it. Uh, week five, we're playing away at Miami, who suddenly got very, very good. You know, obviously, you know, how healthy Tua is, a quarterback, you know, is going to be a big deal in, in how, you know, how good this team is. And obviously, he's got all those weapons, you know, uh, wide receiver. He's got Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, and the Dolphins are really good. This is a loss. All right, week six, we're playing at the Bills. I don't even need to say much. We're going to lose to the Bills. Sorry. Week seven. And by the way, that has me. That's me calling the Giants losing four games in a row, starting out two and four. So we'll see how that holds up. Week seven, we're playing home against Washington. Again, I'm going to say we should we should beat this team. They have a very good defense, but I'm sorry. Um, if the Giants are any good, they should beat Washington at home. 
Week eight, we're playing the Jets. Giant Stadium, I believe it's the Giants home game. Doesn't really matter. It's a Giant Stadium. Um, I'm gonna say a win. Then we're playing at the Las Vegas Raiders the following week. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say a win. We're gonna we're gonna beat the the Raiders. <clears throat> they don't seem too big an obstacle for us if we're any kind of good team. Maybe uh the tight end Darren Waller might want to stick it to its old team. That's where he was playing. Now he's on the Giants. So maybe there'll be a little extra inspiration for Waller. Week 10, the Giants are playing at the Cowboys away. I'd love to say win. I don't think so. Loss. I think they're going to lose. Um, week 11 at Washington. Oof. Same thing. I'd love to say win. I think we're going to lose. We'll see. We'll see. Week 12, we're going to be home against the Patriots. I'm going to give us a win. And this is not, you know... The Patriots of, of old. This is a very poor Patriots team. I'm going to say a win. <clears throat> then after a bye week, week 14, we play the Packers at home. The Packers. Um, you got to say without uh, that they're a great quarterback, that the Packers are going to be a little more easy pickings. I'm going to say a Giants win. Week 15, Giants play the Saints at home. Um I'm going to call that a win as well. Um, we'll see. Saints are a tough team. I'm going to give them a win here. Then we have a very tough end to the schedule. Two of the last three games are against the Eagles. We're away at the Eagles on, believe it or not, Christmas Day. Fucking Christmas Day at 4.30. <clears throat> the Giants play the Eagles. What kind of horseshit scheduling is that? Giants at Eagles on Christmas Day at 4.30. Um we haven't won against the Eagles in what feels like 38 years. I, I don't know. It just seems like forever, particularly on the road. I This will not happen. We're going to lose. Week 17, we're playing the Rams. Two years ago, Super Bowl champions. Last year, not so good. I'm going to give the Giants a win at home. And then to close out the season, home against the Eagles, I'm sorry, we're going to lose. We never beat the Eagles, so that's a tough one. I wish I wish I could hope for better against the Eagles and Dallas. I only have them winning one of the four games against the Eagles and Dallas. Maybe they do better than that. Maybe they don't. We'll have to see how that goes along the way. Lots of things can change. Teams can have injuries. People can emerge. We're going to see. That puts me giving the Giants. They're going to go nine and eight for whatever that's worth. These preseason early season predictions, they don't mean dog shit. And, you know, this certainly doesn't mean shit. Anyway, um, that's my take on those games. Um, now, if they manage to go 9-8 and eight, with this much harder schedule that they have this year, I'd say this season is going to be a success. I would count it as a success. And that's whether or not 9-8 and eight nets them the playoffs. I think a 9-8 and eight record against this much tougher schedule is a good thing. And and I wouldn't think it's anything to be upset about, even if they don't make the playoffs. Not It's not necessarily a regression if the team plays better against better teams. Um, I think people need to step back here and understand, again, I'll reiterate it, one and a half years ago, this team was just a pile of dog shit. It was garbage, right? Now, certainly it's been built up, but again, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of holes. <clears throat> we passed a few of them over the last year. With the draft and with free agency, the defense is not that good, guys. It may play better. We might have some good schemes. 
we blitzed basically every single play last year, and we still really never sacked the quarterback. That'll tell you how, how good a team we have. So the development of some of our stars is certainly, you know, going to be a big deal. We're going to have to see if we can continue to get a better pass rush. Obviously, finishing the year in 2023, playing two of the last three games against the fucking Eagles is certainly not going to help our record either. But um, interesting. So it's an interesting schedule. I'd love to know what you guys think. Um, My prediction is nine and eight, but obviously that can go either way. So that's it. That's my um, prediction for the the Giants. And I want to move on to briefly talk about the Yanks before we end the podcast here. So the Yanks have been playing fairly well overall. At least they're showing a bit of fire in their belly um, lately. Um, showing some fight, fire, whatever you want to call it, against the uh, you know, Tampa Bay Rays and the Blue Jays. Um, this whole judge side-eye thing continues to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing that it's still even being discussed. Even the coaches' boxes are being discussed. Oh, maybe he was side-glancing at the coaches who maybe were stealing signs. It's just so friggin' dumb. I can't even tell you how stupid, stupid this judge thing is. It's just beyond ridiculous. Now, it certainly didn't help that fucking Herman, you know, was cheating and, you know, got thrown out of the game for sticky stuff. I'm sure that really went a long way to, to help the Yankees cause it. No, we're not cheaters. Well, except for our pitcher, you know. Anyway, Severino is going to be back on Sunday. That's finally some good news for him, although he's doing a fair bit of bitching and moaning about his rehab schedule, which we just shut his mouth. You know, if he can stay healthy for a whole fucking year, I'd be really happy. You know, maybe if he pitches for a year, he can convince others that he can stay healthy. You know, the fact that he didn't want to do this rehab or didn't want to start in the morning or went too long. I swear to friggin' God, in the next two, three weeks, whatever, he pitches, he leaves the game because he's hurt. I swear to God, I, I don't even want to hear another word out of his damn mouth. Him being swearing he's healthy, swearing he doesn't need it. He cannot stay healthy. You know, and for someone who can't stay healthy to be yapping on about his rehab, it's annoying as shit. Anyway, we need starting pitching. The Yankees starting pitching has been basically dog shit this year. So uh, it's kind of a testament to um, a little bit of a fire in their belly that they're able to win some of these games, given how shitty their starting pitching has been. Now, in addition to Herman, who is out now for 10 games, <clears throat> suspended because of sticky stuff, Ian Hamilton is now also on the injured list with a groin bone. Now, he's been really good out of the bullpen for us this year, and really a surprise, kind of came out of nowhere. So... Having him go down, you know, and growing pulls mm, 10 days are not usually what it is, especially for a pitcher that has to actually strain that groin every time, every every single pitch, right? How many times a game do they have to do that? So we're going to see if he comes back on time from that, but he's been kind of a keen cog, you know, whenever he pitches. So a um, couple other odds and ends about the Yankees <clears throat> continued. Poor Yankee defense is on display pretty much every night you watch the Yanks. <clears throat> I mean, other than maybe some excellent defense by Bader in center field, I have to say, talking about the Yankee defense, I will start with Bader. It is a breath of fresh air, and it is a sort of sea change in how the Yankees can play defensively with Bader in the field versus Bader not in the field. They just seem like a 100% better defensive team just because Bader's playing and he's in the game. He's so good in center field. He brings energy. He brings life. I like his attitude. I like his enthusiasm. He's a tremendous player with speed. His hitting is good. He steals bases, but his overall play in center field is just something to behold. And 
I'm just so happy he's on the team. And so now I've gotten the good Yankee defense out of the way. Um, the rest of the team, holy moly moly. Um, we continue, continue to give runs away. It starts with Glaber Torres, who I'm not going to go on on this podcast about, but you know my feelings on Glaber Torres. He's just the worst defensive second baseman in the majors. Terrible. He continues to prove it every night. <clears throat> Volpe lately, kicking too many balls. He's generally been good this year, but he's had like three errors in the last two nights now. Not good. Even Rizzo made an error the other day. DJ didn't make any errors, but like there was a couple balls I felt he could have gotten to that he just didn't. Like there just seemed like in the last two weeks, there's been like three, four, five balls like just out of his reach where I'm like, oh, come on. In any case, we are not playing good defense. Poor defense leads to losses. I'm sorry, guys. It is an undervalued trait and characteristic of every team. Probably the most undervalued thing in baseball is good defense. And the Yankees' poor defense is hurting us. And it's going to cost us games. Other things. Starting pitching continues to be an issue. Now, Garrett Cole pitched really well against Toronto Wednesday night in a game that the Yanks ended up losing in extra innings 3 nothing. It was 0-0 going into the 10th. And Peralta gave up a three-run homer in the 10th after Volpe kicked the ball and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, bottom line, Cole pitched really well. He's had a couple clunkers, but most of the year he's been really, really good. Other than Cole, the rest of the starters have either been hurt or pitched below expectations, right? Nestor or Cortez has not really been very dazzling this year. Domingo Herman, he's had some up and down games, a couple bad games, a couple outstanding games. <clears throat> and of course, now he's suspended like a friggin' dumbass. I mean, just to talk briefly about the Herman and his stupid sticky stuff. I mean, what a friggin' dumbass Herman is, right? So stupid. The same damn umpiring crew, which warned him a month ago, was out on the field. And with the same umpiring crew, he puts more illegal sticky stuff on his hands and gets suspended. What a fucking dumbass. I can't even tell you how ridiculous, ridiculous Herman is and how stupid. I'm hoping that it's not the sticky stuff now that has led only the sticky stuff that's led to his great pitching. He's been really good as of late. And if it's just because of the sticky stuff, that will be very disappointing. But anyway, so he's out. Frankie Montas is out for most of the year. Rodon, <laughs> who knows if Rodon is anywhere close to pitching for the Yanks yet. I mean, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. So starting pitching is really, really, really an issue for the Yanks. Continued poor defense has been an issue. But they have shown some heart. They have shown some fight. We're going to see how they finish up the series against the Toronto Blue Jays Thursday night. I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, that's really it. Uh, Boone continues to randomly rest people for quote-unquote load management reasons. I will avoid further comment on that. You know my feelings on that ridiculousness. Um, John Carlos Stanton might be getting close. Don't count on it, guys. I'm going to predict June easily. Um, we're going to see. So that's the Yankee update. Um, very, very happy with, with Harrison Bader. Props to him on defense. I think Volpe's going to develop into a really good player. But right now, you know, I don't think we have the team we need to to, to go very far in the playoffs if we even make it. But um, we'll see. It's a long season. I'll have continued updates on the Yanks as the season goes on. And that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Rate it five stars. And I will be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks. Have a good day.